0: Episode 3 of Adventures in Autism. I am Megan Carranza, the host, and I'm so excited to be doing episode 3 already. This is so awesome. Um, I hope you are liking what you are hearing so far. I'm definitely still figuring all of this out, uh, but thanks for coming along for the ride. Uh, today I want to talk about In my opinion a very important topic and that is navigating autism together as a family. I think that obviously when one person in the family has autism the entire family is affected by it and it definitely it affects the dynamics uh, for sure. So today I kind of want to dive into that and maybe give a little bit more insight into our family. And how we've been able to navigate autism together. So give a little more backstory on what's going on with us. Um, So basically, I'll kind of go back a little bit. Um, My husband Manny and I, we have been married for almost seven years. (laughs) (laughs) The seven-year itch. No, just kidding. Um, But we've been married for seven years, and uh, we had Logan very quickly after we got married. We got pregnant about a month after our wedding. So uh, our family dynamic changed very quickly from just the two of us to the three of us. And we were thrilled. We, We couldn't wait to start a family. And when Logan came along, we were just over the moon. And we definitely never expected to have a child with special needs. I don't think that anybody really expects that. And I think that that is a huge just kind of process with having a child with special needs is it really, it's just, it's a process to, I mean, accept it and kind of grieve for it. Um, I had said in episode 1 that we really didn't have any sort of inkling that there might be an issue until Logan was about a year old and then we started to see obviously that his speech was not where it needed to be uh and just some behaviors that were a little bit concerning and then as time went on those behaviors seemed more concerning and they did start to kind of grow as well so it was just three of us for a while, and we were very, very happy. I, I was so happy with my little family of three. I really didn't even feel like we needed to add to the family, but I knew we needed... We we really wanted Logan to have a sibling, so I knew at some point we would have another baby. And it was around the time that Logan was about two and a half that um we became pregnant with our daughter, Liliana, who she's now two and a half. Um, and I know I had also spoke with this in episode one that when we had Liliana, Logan had not been diagnosed yet. It was, it was just after he had turned three that she was born and his behaviors at that point, we knew obviously that there was issues. He had, he'd been in therapy, you know, for over a year at that point, he had been in school. He started school just before, right when he had turned three and we We did notice that there was a little bit of an uptick in some of the behaviors that we had previously been seeing. Since the time that Logan was a baby, he loved jumping. And it's funny because we always would catch him in his crib jumping like it was a trampoline. And we were like, oh my gosh, he's so silly. He's jumping again. Well, looking back now, a lot of things make sense. And, you know, the, the jumping was him trying to kind of regulate himself. And he still loves jumping. He loves trampolines. We have a bounce house at our house. It's very popular. Um, But it's just kind of funny to look back at certain things that we we didn't really know what we were dealing with. But like I said, after after we had Liliana, there was a few things that, that did seem more concerning to me. The, the jumping was almost constant. Like it was not even, he wouldn't walk from room to room. He would hop from room to room. He would run back and forth in the house and basically like slam himself into walls. And that was concerning to me because I was always terrified he was going to hurt himself. So these were all things that, you know, combined. And then once he was in school and we, we, we really knew that it was time for us to get that, the diagnosis, So Liliana was about a year old when, when Logan was diagnosed. Like I said, he had just turned four when he was diagnosed. And so it was just the two of them. And it did become more and more obvious over time that Liliana was much further ahead in a lot of ways than Logan was, even though she was much younger than him. She's, you know, a little over three years younger than him. Uh, And that's that's hard. I think that's hard for any, any special needs parent to see your younger children surpassing your, your older child. And we, we knew that that was going to happen. And obviously we were so thankful that Liliana was progressing and speaking and, you know, hitting all the milestones, doing everything she was supposed to, but it was still hard. It was still hard to realize that okay, you know, Logan is still not where he needs to be. And now he has this younger sibling who is surpassing him. And I remember when we took him for the diagnosis, the, um, the developmental pediatrician said to us, you know, she's going to be his best therapist because he's going to have her there all the time. He can't get away from her. And she's going to be talking to him and trying to engage and play with him. And now that more time has passed, that couldn't be more true, honestly. She is a real firecracker and she's very bossy. And she's always trying to, you know, get get Logan to to play with her uh, and include him in everything. It's very sweet. She's Whenever we do anything, she calls him Dee Dee. That's her nickname for him. So now, of course, we all call him Dee Dee as well. Uh, but anything she does, she's like, oh, I've got I got to show Dee Dee. We're going to bring Dee Dee too, right? Like she just wants him included in everything, which is, it's phenomenal. Um, and especially now, now that she's older and she's communicating more and more, um, it is difficult because, again, it just kind of highlights where he is and where she is. But thankfully, Logan is a very loving little boy, and we we don't have any kind of issue with aggression with him, which is we're we're so thankful with that. We don't even really deal with meltdowns very often occasionally we will we'll have some some difficulty there, but not not very much so we are we're we've been very lucky as a family to be able to kind of get through things together. My husband and I have been able to really kind of be a team. I think through this whole process, there's times when, when we don't agree or when, you know, I think something is more important than he does. But I think that's so important to just remain that team and be on the same page and be on each other's team together. Because if you don't, I think that's when things can really start to fall apart. And I know that that is really common with, with any parents with special needs. And I, I just think it's so important to really just keep your child's best interest at heart. I do think that I tend to take the reins <laughs> um, on, on things that include or concern Logan, especially when it comes to like doctor's appointments and therapy and things like that. One, because I'm home with him most of the time. I really just work very part-time. My husband works full-time. So it's, it definitely, a lot of it does fall on me, which I'm sure a lot of other autism moms can relate to because it's, that can, it can be a lot. It's definitely, it's a lot to wear on your shoulders. Um And sometimes I'll say that to Manny. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm struggling here. I feel, I feel like this is a, a lot to handle. And those are the times when we kind of step back and kind of reevaluate and just sort of see what we can we can do to change that, what we can do to make it make it a little bit easier, and usually that that really helps just kind of having someone obviously to talk to and someone to listen to you, which is a lot of the reason why I started this podcast um <laughs> uh, so back to our family though so after Logan had started uh the process of getting into ABA therapy, um, I found out pretty unexpectedly (laughs) that I was pregnant again with our third baby. And we were really not planning to have a third child. Again, I think this is something that a lot of, um, special needs parents can relate to, but we, we didn't know when we had Logan or Liliana that, that Logan was going to have autism. We knew that when we got pregnant with Liliana that Logan had, you know, the, the speech delay and some concerning behaviors. But at that point we really didn't, we didn't know we were dealing with autism. So we were very concerned with having another baby because we didn't know if that baby would end up having autism. So it was kind of like, we, we just counted our blessings. We're like, okay, we have a boy and a girl where everyone's doing good. I think we're just going to keep our family as it is. Well, lo and behold, (laughs) God had a different plan for us. And we, we ended up getting pregnant with our third child, our little girl, Layla, who she just turned five months this week. So we've got a little baby at home. Uh, and I have to say that it's actually been amazing. I think that you know, we have plans and we think that we know what we're doing and then a monkey wrench gets thrown into it. And sometimes it's the best thing for us because when I had Layla, first of all, she was in the NICU for about a week. She was, um, a little bit early, need a little help just with her, her breathing. And that was incredibly difficult because obviously I wanted to be home with my children, I wanted to be home with Logan and Liliana and I was really pulled in two directions I was really heartbroken to have my baby in the hospital but I was equally as heartbroken to be spending all this time in the hospital away from my other two kids it was one of the most difficult periods of my life thankfully it was short (laughs) because I don't know if I would have made it through otherwise but the amazing thing is that when when Layla was born Logan had been in therapy now for you know almost a year and he was in such a different place than when Liliana was born. I had mentioned before that when we had Liliana he he really didn't even pay attention to her. He was very much kind of in his own world at that point and he was not didn't have any issue with her but he I mean he barely looked at her he never played with her But then when we brought home Layla and in the months since then, he has just amazed us at how, how much he loves her and he connects with her and he looks at her and he smiles and he holds her hand and he plays with her and she loves him. She just lights up around him. So that has been just a gift that has been so amazing to see. I feel like in so many ways, Layla was kind of like the the healer a little bit of our family that she just was that last that little missing puzzle piece, if you will and we i mean we 've all fallen just completely in love with her, but it 's just amazing to see the connection that Logan has with her. And so now we're navigating autism as a family of three, (laughs) or I'm sorry, for three children (laughs) as a family of five. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, in the coming years, months and years, how, how that changes and how it affects us differently over time. Um, One of the things that I think is, is important as a family is to figure out what, what you're able to do with your kids that kind of brings everyone together in a way that works for you. And I know that a lot, a lot of kids with autism have difficulty, you know, out in public or doing certain activities. And that's, that's hard. That's really hard. We are lucky again, that Logan is really good and really enjoys getting out of the house. Most of the time in the morning he is, he's up very early as many autism parents can relate to. He is up super early and he wakes up raring to go every morning and he usually is grabbing his shoes and trying to get us to leave the house like immediately. <laughs> he, he definitely enjoys being home and having his lazy days but he is like a go, go, go kind of guy. And it helps him. It helps him a lot with his, I think, just kind of some of his behaviors. He definitely does better when when we're doing things. Like he, one of his, his mo- more difficult behaviors for us is that he is a screamer. And he's a happy screamer. But it's very loud. And it's very often. But it's interesting because when, when we're in the car or uh, at like an outing, he, he really doesn't scream he's he's very just like kind of content and so we're we're always looking for for different things that we can do together uh we He loves going to like any sporting event he loves hockey he loves baseball, and so we we really enjoy doing that together as a family. We have taken vacations together as a family and it's definitely it's hard you've got to kind of figure out the dynamics of how that's gonna work. But I think that anything that we can do together, you know, the five of us to just kind of strengthen that, I guess I would say bond, even though obviously we're, we're all pretty bonded. But that for us is is really important. And I think that, you know, navigating autism as a family is going to look different for every family. But I think for us, just having that time together is is the most important thing. And I know that for Logan, that's like when he's happiest, when we're, we're all either out together or we're all even just at home together, which doesn't happen all the time because everybody works and is busy. But those are the times when he seems the happiest. And I think, I think when we're, when we're all the happiest, I think that just being together, whatever that looks like for you is just so, it's, it's so important and I know that it is going to be different for everybody because, again, no two kids with autism are the same. No family is the same. But that's what really works for us. I will say the more the more difficult side of things is now that Liliana is, is getting a little bit older and she's very verbal and she talks a lot and she never stops talking. (laughs) So it's very interesting to have kids who one, one that, you know, we're always trying to get to talk and one that never stops. Um, it's hard because I can see her often trying to engage with, with Logan. And there are times when he really does. And she's thrilled. She is, could not be happier when he, when he plays with her. Um, but she's always, like I said, very concerned about him, wants to include him. And there's a lot of times where he just doesn't, he doesn't want to be included. He wants to kind of be on his own. And I do the best that I can to bring their two worlds together. But I remember just recently, she had gotten a new dress. She loves dresses. She's very girly. And her, her first thought when, when I put it on her, she wanted to twirl around and I was telling her, Oh, you look so pretty. And Logan was in the other room playing on his iPhone, his favorite thing. Um, and she immediately said, oh, I want to go show Didi." And I knew that he was not going to, you know, really show much emotion for her. But I also knew how excited she was to show him, show him the dress. So I'm not going to lie. There's moments like that that happen very often And they break my heart a little bit. It's hard. It's definitely one of the things that I struggle with because I, I, I want her to include him. I love that she does that. And I wish that, that he would sometimes, you know, engage with her more. But I also know that, that, that's got to come from him. We can't, we can't force that. So there are times that I'll kind of step in a little bit the other day we had them in the bath and she loves to wash his hair and <laughs> she takes the bubbles in the tub and puts them on his hair and washes his hair. And she's like, okay, my turn. And she wants him to wash her hair, which he's not interested in, but I'll kind of do hand over hand and take some of the bubbles and, you know, wa- wash her hair with him. And I think it's, it, it, and he was laughing, he was enjoying it. So, I mean, it's, sometimes it takes a little bit extra, but I think that It's, it's just important to have that kind of at the forefront, knowing that I I want them to have the best relationship that they can. And sometimes it's, it's hard, but it's, it's worth it to, to have that family time, even when it is hard. And there's times, when typically when we go somewhere, like I said, he's, he's really good, but there's times when he goes somewhere and he's just uncomfortable or something's not, not clicking with him and that's really difficult and I struggle with okay should we stay and you know try to get him out of the comfort zone a little bit and see see how he does or should we leave and you know just just end this experience altogether so that's that can be difficult and we struggle with that we went to a birthday party recently for Logan's Cousins and it was at like a a jumpy air jumpy kind of place, which he loves. And he did enjoy that, but he also didn't necessarily want to do what every, uh, what all the other kids were doing, which is, is not really surprising. So, you know, we're watching him kind of doing his own thing and I keep thinking, okay, should I bring him back to the group or should I let him just kind of do his own thing? Uh, and it kind of ended up being a little bit of both, but that's something that my husband and I both, we, we definitely we struggle with because I think he, I'm more inclined to be like, okay, let's just kind of let him do his own thing. Whereas my husband's more inclined to say, no, let's get him back in the group. So again, we can sometimes have sort of conflicting opinions about things, but basically, like I said, I think that just keeping the family as close as we can, that, that means so much to me. And having, having that, that time together where it's just the five of us, It's really, it's really special and I think that it's so good for Logan to have that time and that is definitely something that I want to keep doing, continue doing in the future. And I'm going to wrap up this segment, but I have something else that I want to talk about. So stay tuned. Okay, so now I want to shift gears a little bit, and this is a segment that I'm going to call Autism in the Media. Uh, so if there's any, like, cool articles or, you know, blog posts or any, anything that you see about autism in the media, send it my way, if you will. Um, but what I think is really cool is that we are seeing more and more of autism in the media, uh obviously there there are some TV shows popping up, which is very exciting. I know there's a show called The Good Doctor. We actually have not gotten into that yet. It's on my radar and I would like to. But we we are watching Atypical on Netflix, which I really enjoy. I think it's it's a really good show. And what I love about this show, any of these shows, any of anything that you see is just that it just brings autism more to the forefront because obviously it is very prevalent these days. There's a lot more kids on the spectrum and there's a lot of people that are just not familiar with, with what that means. So I like the fact that these shows are out there and even if they're not a perfect portrayal of life with autism, they're, they're still getting that conversation started and you know, bringing more awareness. I remember when, when season one of Atypical came out last year, a lot of people were criticizing it and saying that, you know, it was only showing a sort of high functioning typical a high functional child on the spectrum. He's actually, he's like a high school student, um, which is true. He is definitely high functioning on that show. He, you know, has a job and he, goes to a regular like, general population school, which is not the case for, for every kid with autism. But to me, it's just, it's great to see because I think that it opens up that conversation for us to have, you know, talking about that show and then that can translate into at home and we can have those conversations with our kids because I think that's one of the most important things that that needs to be happening or at least starting to happen is talking, talking with our kids, our neurotypical children about special needs and what it means to be inclusive. I think that things are really changing when it comes to that, which is really exciting, but obviously we've got a ways to go <laughs> and we're going to keep, keep going till we get there. And I think that parents, as much as it can be difficult to have these conversations, I think it's so important to talk to your kids about this. Cause I remember like when I was younger, I mean, things were different. I'm 33 just for reference for everybody. <laughs> but, uh, like when I was in grade school, we definitely had, there was kids with special needs at my school. I don't remember having any kids in my class or with autism. I really, I don't remember that being a word that I really heard about until I was older. I think probably the first time I ever heard the word autism was when I saw the movie Rain Man (laughs) when I was a little older, which is a great movie also. Again, not a very accurate portrayal of most people on the spectrum, but a good movie. And I, I don't think I really had even heard, heard the word before that or knew what that meant. As I got older and autism started to become a more common diagnosis, I do remember hearing it come up a little bit more and more, but I don't, I don't think that it's something that, you know, I think it's something that we we need to be talking about, especially with our kids, because our kids all go to school together and teaching, like I said, that, that inclusiveness and just kindness, I think is so important. So that's why I'm really excited to see these TV shows popping up and just the discussion becoming, you know, more popular. I'm seeing a lot more places that are having like sensory days, like stores that are, you know, having the days where they might have the music off and the lights a little bit lower, which I think is amazing, again, for us, because that's not really that's not an issue that we face uh, Logan doesn't have any kind of sensory aversions he doesn't like getting his hair cut but that's that's pretty much the only one that we deal with um but he he doesn't like typically loud noises and bright lights that makes him excited it doesn't it doesn't upset him but I know there's plenty of kids on the spectrum that that's really hard for so I think that having yeah having those like sensory days is amazing. That's something that I think families would really appreciate going forward. But I love, I love all the different perspectives. And I think it's, it's just really great that we live in a time where things are, we're starting to get to that point where people are more accepting and more inclusive. And I just think getting that message out there is is so important and it's it's needed. It's it's really needed. Which again is why I am doing this podcast. So, I'm I'm kind of getting ready to really launch the podcast. I've been sort of behind the scenes trying to figure all this stuff out and now I finally have a Facebook page <laughs> so you can go to uh, Adventures in Autism podcast on Facebook and if you want to like and share the page and you can also connect with me there if you are an autism parent and you're interested in being on the show or if you have autism yourself. I would like to talk to anybody who has any kind of experience or any sort of experiences to talk about. I am I'm more than open to it but We're also now on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts, so it's definitely, things are happening, which is is so exciting. So if, if you are liking the podcast and enjoying listening, if you would rate and review it and share it, and like I said, check out our Facebook page and share that, I would be so grateful. I just really want to build this community and make it a place for families to come together, to, you know, share, share their stories, share their journeys and just feel support. That I think is, is the main thing that we're going for here. So that is all for this episode. And thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Take care. Bye.